Today we're going to be talking about Murder on the Orient Express and Daddy's Home 2. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And I'm here with Matt, Magic Man, hey. Magic Man? Yeah, who am I? That's from a Will Ferrell film. Oh, okay. Do you know the one? No, I don't. It's Diggin Nights. Okay. It's El Diablo and Magic Man. It's okay. The names they make That's up right. for each other. That's right. I do yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> also, I'm here with Joel Hercule Cunningham. <laughs> I just spit. Yeah. What? what Joel. <laughs> Joel. Here, I'll try it again. I, <laughs> I'm going to really listen this time. Joel Hercule Poirot, Poirot Cunningham. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> oh, this is, it's the a, detective uh, from yeah, Murder on the Orient. It's a Murder on the Orient Express joke. I get that. I actually had a hard time picking up his name as well. I, so I, I, I still don't know, know it. I'm not the only one. I still don't know it. That's I why I said it like I thought they were saying Hercules for the first half of the film. Well, they made a joke about it. Did they? That's where uh, Daisy Ridley was like, it was like Hercules. Like, and he's, oh, he's like, no. Maybe that's, yeah, I guess maybe they did that on purpose. Then. And he was like, no, it's not Hercules. I didn't. Hercules. I, I had a really, really hard time listening and hearing the dialogue in that film. And I thought oh, really? maybe it was just... Me, the sound mix, maybe my allergies are clogging up I think up it was the sound mix. Okay. I had to find All right. Well, we're going to talk more about that in a bit. We're going to be talking about that film as well as a little bit. I got to see Daddy's Home too, and I feel like we can't not talk about that yeah, at least yeah, just a little bit. Uh, there's just too much stuff there to, to not not talk about. For sure. Cool. So uh, before we get going, just a reminder, kind of what we do here on the podcast. Matt, you're a bit more of like kind of the fan perspective. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I tend to be a bit more of the kind of the harsh critic. And um, (laughs) so we combine those to get you what we consider a real thought and perspective of film. Uh, Before we get going into the actual review section real quick, though, why don't you give the listeners some ways to get connected to the podcast or vidcast? Yes, true. Both. Get connected. uh, YouTube.com slash The Real Review. That's how you can catch some of the the vidcasts, the videos that we post up on there. Also, so uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all at Real Review Media, facebook.com slash Real Review Media. And uh, that's how you can do that. You can find us on our website also, realreviewmedia.com, and email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Again, that's real spelled R-E-E-L, like film reel or fishing reel, whatever. <laughs> you did it, Matt. Whatever. Yep. You did it. I did it. Good stuff. I've got two different drinks here that I'm, that I'm working my way through because I haven't had any food yet. So I'm going to apologize in advance. You might hear my stomach rumbling. Throughout this, I'm just apologizing. Oh, okay. It's really for distracting for some people. So, okay. yeah. All right. Well, let's Sounds keep good. going. <laughs> some, of the, some of the review stuff. So, Matt, why don't you take it away? Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, let's I'd totally like do to, this thing. To let you start off with your, and you're not feeling the greatest either, right? You're feeling no, like, I'm, cool. I'm under the weather. You can you tell I'm, I'm kind of like gravelly and more yeah. like uh, sounding. Uh, so, anyway, I'll try my best to not sound like that. Cool. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Murder on the Orient Express. A lavish train ride unfolds into a stylish and suspenseful mystery. From the novel by Agatha Christie, Murder on the Orient Express tells of 13 stranded strangers and one man's race to solve the problem before the murderer strikes again. And uh, stars and is directed by Kenneth Branagh and has a lot of other people in it as well. Um, Actually, a, a ton of people. You have William Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, um, Leslie Odom Jr. You have, um, gosh, um, Judy Dench is in it. Um, Sorry, I'm looking up on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm wondering how it's doing right now because 
It's uh, yeah. So middle of the pack. Um, a, a ton of people in it, and the the big thing with this movie is it. It's a mystery, and it's it's posed as much, especially yeah. from the trailers. You get okay, it's a murder mystery. We're gonna figure this out. And it's based off a novel, which I read forever ago, but I forgot about it. Oh, you actually read the novel a long time ago. Wow, it was in okay. high school, I think. Yeah, maybe it was that. I don't remember. It was either that or, and then there was none. I don't remember either one. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> it was an Agatha Christie thing, right? And this is a it's a remake. There was originally yes. So not only the book, but then you had the Sydney Lu, Sydney Lumet film from like seventies or something. I believe seventy three. Yeah. So seventy three. Um. Overall, I thought this film was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I liked, I thought it was acted really well. Um, Agreed there. Uh, yeah. Josh Gad was in it also. I forgot yep. to mention him. Did you say Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. also. There's a couple people I missed, I'm sure. I apologize about that. But Derek Jacoby. Um, I haven't seen him in a while, actually. Will, yeah. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Got all that, those good people. Got that kiddo. Yeah. Um, so he... Uh, so. I thought it acted really well. I actually thought it was directed well as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the shots that bothered me in the trailer actually weren't the same that they were in the film. Yeah. Um, especially that scene where it's like panning from each person as they're like explaining after they find out somebody's right. been murdering murdered right. on the Order, Orient Express. Yeah. Um, again, we're not going to get into spoilers in this, so we'll keep it. We'll keep it. You know, fresh for people that haven't heard it or know what's going into it. Um, but the I thought uh, Kenneth Branagh was a highlight. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the best part of the whole movie, um, in my opinion. Okay. And um, also his mustache Yeah, was one of the best parts of the whole movie. He didn't do anything um, with it except for... He had a guard. Yeah, that was it. So, um, But he didn't like... He wasn't was like... Or like so, somebody didn't try and touch it and he's like, no. So know, what I was kind of hoping The other that. thing that I liked about it, and this kind of ends what I liked about it, it looked good. Um it looked competent. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look amazing to me. Right. It looked like it was well thought out. Right. Um, this next thing is is something that I feel like is is a negative and a positive. So um, do you want to kind of give your positives first? I think my positives are similar to yours. I think one positive for me because it wasn't a negative, which sounds weird, but it was based on the trailer. Okay. The trailer, and they said this even in the, the synopsis that you provided, that it was very stylized. And it really wasn't to me. No, it wasn't. It, it, it was it was pretty much a straight up mystery yeah. kind of thriller about a murder that takes place on a train. Yeah. And I was thinking that it was going to be much more stylized, yeah. that there was going to be quirky music, you know, popping in at times. Like they use Imagine Dragons in that trailer. Right, and, right. Or really uh, odd like camera work. Yeah, odd camera work at times. And they, they did some really strong juxtaposition. Like in the trailer, there was like a woman screaming. It's like, ah, and it like bleeds into like the, the, the train. I thought that was a guy town. screaming in that trailer. Was but it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, either way. But there wasn't a lot of that. It was pretty much just a straightforward, and maybe I would have been fine. I like stylization. I would have been fine with it. I just didn't like that stylization. Sure. So it's kind of a positive and a negative, I guess, okay. but it's more of a positive because I was expecting it to be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but agreed on all the acting. I think cinematography was competent. Um. I uh, yeah. So I'll let, I'll, okay. I'll we can move more into sort of the negatives here because there's probably more on that front for both. Yeah. Of us. Again, I thought this movie was okay. I didn't think it was really that that good per se. But yeah. um, uh, one thing I did really like about this movie is I felt like they they had two different ideas going into the movie. One of them I liked was a little bit more fun, a little bit more light. Yeah. Um, the other one was very much very serious drama right. aspect of it and and they're very stark they don't blend very well in this movie and i'll say that 
um, because they make that transition early on. You kind of make one shift from the lightheartedness of it to the serious part, maybe in the first 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And um, I agree with that. I mean, there's moments like when the, 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 I forget the name of the 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 one guy, but he's, we're not spoiling anything, right? No. Okay. Um, Tom <laughs> Tom Bateman's character, I think it's Tom. He kind of he when he's introduced. This is yeah, yeah, really yeah. a spoiler. It's I mean, not, not. it doesn't play into anything. But like when he's introduced, he's like with a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just kind of like, oh look, he's with the pro- oh look yeah, how yeah. funny that is. He's saying like, there was moments like that where there's this weird lightheartedness that it it, it felt like they were going to go for more kind of like. What I thought they were trying to do is juxtapose it very strongly. Go like, okay, everything's lighthearted, lighthearted, until it got serious. Then it was going to be like, boom, in your face, like super heavy handed. Yeah. But it never really did that. It kind of floated back and forth. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that um, because I, I liked how it started out. I liked the, the fun element of it, and mm-hmm. and you basically get to see Hercule, uh, Kenneth Branagh's character, the the you know most renowned detective in the world yeah, you get cute. to see him you get to see him be the best detective in the world you get but he's yeah. also very quirky cuz he's got like OCD right um that was a bit i mean i was sitting there watching him discuss that opening you know detective work job that he was doing and it felt so that did feel a little stylized there it, it was weird how they would moments tip into stylization yeah and it felt like they were kind of trying to go for something but they didn't really know what they were searching for and it was almost like this fast cut thing but they had these really wide shots mixed with the fast cuts and it really didn't match the pacing of the music right and what they were going for so it was very odd to me it almost felt like they were missing insert shots and missing close-up mm. shots especially in that beginning and it went beyond the realm of realistic very quickly because right, the, but, immediately it's like okay, that you can't predict that and that happening. That's that was my problem with it is yeah. is that they set up this kind of fun, lighthearted, almost like not real world scenario. Yeah, and they didn't stick with that. They ventured from that within the first thirty minutes to very serious drama. There was like little quirky things, like how we learned that like Hercule like loves bread and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's okay. I, it's basically character building is what it is. Um, but in a very quirky kind of way. And yeah, the way I would say it's like almost like when you watch The Mummy. I know that sounds the ridiculous. The new mummy? No, the original mummy the original with mummy. Brendan Fraser. The the quirkiness that's kind of the fun, the playfulness yeah. that's there is yeah. at the start of the film. Yeah. And you feel like maybe that's going to play throughout, but it's just there's moments of that. Yeah. And then it kind of slowly kind of lingers away. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they didn't jive as well for me because I like the playfulness. If they would have kept that up throughout the whole thing, it would have been better. And I think it would have been better um, if they didn't end it the way they didn't end it or the, if they didn't end it the way they ended it. I realize they're staying faithful to the novel. They're doing all that stuff. Yeah. But um, it a very strong they, they wanted you, yeah, uh, without spoiling anything, they wanted you to um, feel certain emotions for certain uh, character for a certain character or certain characters and in order to to justify something and i didn't feel that emotion it didn't it didn't pay off and i was like ah i don't know about that you know like yeah. I, there's there's got to be consequences for what happened right and you didn't bring me on board enough and i think the problem with that and a part of that was just the um you didn't get enough from all the supporting cast there's a lot it's a big cast it's a big cast yeah i felt like they never went beyond sort of i was hope i was expecting kind of these interviews. I mean, the way it plays out, it's the same sort of detective thing. A murder takes place and then the detective goes around kind of interviewing everybody and putting together clues. I was expecting it to be kind of this interview 
initial kind of gathering of information, then something presents itself, you figure something out, and then the next set of information, he kind of goes back and he yeah. re-interviews people with this new set of information. He's kind of slowly right. getting deeper and deeper with these people. Yeah. But it was kind of like one interview, and then mostly that's it. There yeah. was a couple people that kind of got that re-interview thing going, but it was like he would have an initial interview with somebody except for, you know, one or two characters I don't want to spoil, but, like, then you'd find out there was a little bit more to their story later. And so it lacked that depth of where I thought it was going to go. I thought it was going to go into, like, a much deeper... But the picture became very clear to me. I'd never seen... So I'd never seen the first one. I never read the book. Right. The picture became very clear to me of what was going to happen within the first 30, 45 minutes. Oh, really? And then, yeah, it just wasn't the depth of how... I don't want to spoil anything for the ending, but like I, I recognized kind of where the ending was headed. I just didn't know how fully that was going to be embraced sure, sure. Um, by the story's end. And that was the only thing that was a little bit shocking, I yeah. thought, was just like, well, that's the fullness of it. Yeah. I, I, um, I just had a hard time like investing emotionally in what they wanted me to feel. I, they wanted the audience, I could tell they wanted the audience to feel a certain way at the end. Yeah. I didn't feel that way. And so no. they didn't really bring me on board with it. And so, hey, well, pun, th- <laughs> all aboard. Okay. Hey, well, I think the reason for that is they did not set up thematically an idea, like a thread that kind of ran throughout the film. Sure. I mean, if you think of the beginning of the film, they presented a characterization mm-hmm. of who this guy is, of who uh, Hercule yeah. was. And then they kind of went maybe against that characterization, but that doesn't feel as significant as a theme. Right. If they'd set up a theme, like thematically this, like if he had to make a decision like that at the beginning of the film yeah. and he had done the opposite of what he did at the end of the film, then you would then it would have resonated a lot stronger yeah. because you would have been on board and you've been like, well, he, you can tell like this is a part of the film. It's trying to say that this is what it's about. Yeah. But because it was just like, well, he's kind of like this a bit and now he's deciding to kind of more just be like that. It's like, it's not yeah. deep. You know, and so that was good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, not good. And I mean, there was a couple little minor moments of peril, which were not at all like freaky. You know yeah, what I mean? No. Because I, I wasn't concerned that they were It gonna... was an intense movie. I also got bored. I was, yeah. I was like kind of like, it was a late showing for me. And like, there was a moment in the middle where it slowed down and I was like, ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Nothing's happening right now. Uh, I and I will say this as well. I don't know if it was the the film that they used, or the lack of film, or the way that they shot it, or the production design. But there was just a feel to me of it being staged. I don't know if you got that. There was there were scenes that felt like they were shot in a higher frame rate, right? Maybe and that's it was it. presented because I was like, this looks like. It the motion too, sense that you see on the TV when they have that, yeah, 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 and too sharp. It, and, said, it didn't feel like twenty four frames per second. I right. was like. Wait, what? I'm not always a big fan of like embracing just like in the in the colorization of a film this the tone of the era or something. Right. But I think this film would have been aided heavily by making it look more stylistically like that era. Sure, adding more of a film grain, adding more of kind of a sepia maybe evenness yeah. to the film. That would have aided me a lot because there was no reason to go what is basically like very very modern color palette and colorization with the film was very uh, at times and very bright yeah i mean over almost oversaturated in a couple shots um and i think cinematography wise we talked about this there was a couple shots that stylistically like there was a shot that was like an overhead shot of you know a couple of them talking about the crime scene and that was kind of stylistically there and there was a couple kind of like 
walking takes of like you know hand like steady cam type things like the shot you're talking about where he's going through and it's kind of looking from person to person yeah yeah so there's like three or four of those that i can call out my mind but nothing that really resonates with this idea that they were going with this consistent stylization yeah um and i think if they'd done a good version of that i would have i would have liked that been more on board yeah i've been more on board so i did want to talk about that i want to talk about the production design because i think for whatever reason it, it Although everything felt like that was probably authentic, it also felt a little bit over the top. No, I got at you. At the same yeah. time, yeah, I feel um, you. I feel you. I think the things that I I was like enjoying the most was the food in the film. I don't know. That's why whenever I see movies, <laughs> it's weird. I don't know if you get this way, like, but you mm, like that sounds really good right yeah, now. Yeah, like you okay. see somebody eating something, like the cake. Just like yeah, the cake, cake. man. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, yeah. And jeez, ah, Johnny Depp. I mean, we could briefly just discuss Johnny Depp, but he's not looking. No. Like he used to. You know no. what I mean? He's kind of getting pudgy and sorry. I shouldn't be rude. <laughs> Poor Johnny Depp's listening to this right now going like, this guy, what is he talking about? We just lost but sponsorship from Johnny Depp. Thanks a lot for that, but, Joel. But no, I mean, I, I, I really like Johnny Depp as an actor. I know he's done a couple films that have flopped pretty hard. When um, he's like the outrageous characters. Yeah, he kind of went down that after Pirates. He yeah. kind of really embraced that whole really odd style yeah yeah yeah. yeah. In charlie and the chocolate factory and the alice, alice, in, wonderland. alice in wonderland style yeah. and that just went so far and i was like i was wanting him to kind of pull it back in a little yeah. bit and it's hard for me to take him almost seriously at this point and i sure. know that there was some news articles about him being at the premiere and really struggling at yeah the i heard about that too and, so. um but i don't know Poor i was hoping Johnny. for this to be i was hoping for this to be a little better yeah i think um, if they had focused more on the action elements too yeah, that's that true. Strange. It was yeah, it felt s- slow to me. I think. That's yeah, if they'd fine. had a few more battles or fights or something like that, I yeah, just, something I don't know. Hey, you want to hear my score? Sure. My score for this movie sixty seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm I was actually, I was kind of just like me. I'm a little higher. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm at seventy three. I think it's because it didn't pull me along emotionally, and I'm that emotional guy, <laughs> and I was like, I, I can't, I can't be on board with you on this one. Yeah, yet. I think the acting worked a lot for me, and okay. I think the cinematography was okay. Okay. You know, so that saved yeah. a lot. The acting, yeah, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed... was expecting like an F. Oh, okay. You were okay. You weren't expecting low. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting uh, moderate to a little above moderate, and I got a little less than that. So that's where I, I, I draw the line. You draw the line there, bro. Yep. Cool. Well, good things then. We're going to move on. Yep. We'll be talking about our second film, which I'm I'm the only one that saw this, so we're not going to spend a significant chunk of time talking about it. Sure. I do you have any thoughts? Anything you want to No thoughts. Say I knew the, tra- I, the trailers had me chuckling, but what's the movie we're talking yeah. about? So the film we're talking about is Daddy's Home 2. Uh-huh. Uh, synopsis for this is Dusty, played by Mark Wahlberg, and Brad, played by Will Ferrell, have joined forces to provide their kids with a perfect Christmas. Their newfound partnership is put to the test when Dusty's old-school macho dad, played by Mel Gibson, and Brad's ultra-affectionate emotional dad, played by John Lithgow, <laughs> arrive just in time to throw the holiday into complete chaos. Directed by Sean Anders, who's the director of the first film. Okay. Uh, it stars a pretty okay-sized cast. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, Mel Gibson, John Lithgow. Uh, it's got Linda Cardellini yep. as the... as um, Hawkeye's wife. Yes, Hawkeye's wife, but in this one, Will Ferrell's wife. Yep. Um, Alessandra Ambrosia, who is Mark Wahlberg's wife, mm-hmm. as makes sense. John Cena, who is busting out all over the acting field now. He's got that Bull movie coming out. Which oh, I saw The Wall, good. by the way. You did. Do you like Side it? note: I actually did really like it until the last thirty seconds. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. yeah. I was you like, see that last bit, and you're like, "What? Come on!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, couple kids in this. You got Scarlett Estevez, uh, Owen Vaccaro, and Didi Costine. Scarlett related to Emilio. 
I don't know. This is important information. That actually, we need to know. actually could be. I mean, nepotism in Hollywood is a pretty known thing, so yeah. she definitely might definitely might be. That's I'd like to know saying. what happened to Emilio. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead, <laughs> keep going. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I went with this to pretty low expectations. I actually didn't see the first one. I don't know if you saw the nope. first one. Um, so you just but, went in with, with no. Yeah. No prior knowledge of what's really going on here, the dynamic? I felt like I knew what I needed to okay, know. Okay, You know, the right. idea was Daddy's Home 1 was about two dads that are fighting over this, you know, marriage relationship right. and kids. And yeah. that was probably what the film, first one was about. I mean, it seems like about as deep as that. And okay. the second one seems like about as, based upon the depth of the second one, uh-huh. that's probably about as deep as the first one got. I mean, uh, I got the you. second one is really just about... Them jiving with their they're their dads kind of jiving with each other okay that is well i'd say that's like the b plot the a plot yeah. is more yeah them jiving with their own dads yeah because it seemed like I, I haven't seen the first one and the trailers pointed painted out as like hey they got over their differences in the first movie right and they now, both have very different styles obviously mark right. Wahlberg's like the rough oh, you yeah. know and then will ferrell's like oh, you know kind yeah, of the yeah. kid version and so they, they had to learn to jive in the first one. Yeah, time. and then this one is them trying to work together in conjunction with their dads both being... Yeah, they use the the metaphor of a harbor. Okay. And they're like, I, I got the harbor closed. There ain't no, nothing coming out. And the harbor's like where they harbor their emotions and okay. negativity. Gotcha. And then eventually like, oh, the harbor's open now. I'm like docking boats all over my harbor. So like, it's silly. But I I didn't expect much. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was What I was kind of hoping for with this one was... In a sense, a Christmas vacation type film. Okay, I got because you. I I actually really like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't yeah, know it's a it's an annual staple. It's an annual staple. It's a Christmas, which we're not even necessarily in the Christmas season yet, but these right. days we do Christmas so early. Right, this started um, back in uh, September. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily expecting that, but I was hoping, well, maybe because it's Christmas season for the film, that it would be something like that, and a minor semblance of that. Okay, you know what I would say was decently well acted okay. i think all the characters really embraced the idea of what their character was about and hit it heavy and hard uh mel gibson played the perfect jerk of a father okay. like you know machismo jerk of father john lithgow played the perfect like over emotional oh, <laughs> like amazingly so i mean there's a couple parts that i think they made me laugh more than anything yeah. i think the back and forth between Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell was not that funny to me. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know. Personally, I think the Will Ferrell thing's kind of getting a bit old. Yeah, because he's like, kind of similar. Well, it's like the the man boy, yeah. you know, where he's like a grown man, but he acts like a child. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of played its course yeah. in our culture. I totally get Hopefully. You. I mean, it just kind of got a little boring. Um, and then John Lithgow, though, was hilarious because he's not really a man boy. He's like a father and a husband. But he plays like this over emotional, like like almost Canadian, like oh it's okay, eh? you yeah. know. Like there's a part, and I will spoil this because this was one of the funnier parts where they okay. like he goes spoiler for yeah, this kid, like he goes missing, and they're like where is he at? And they go find him, and he's in the forest, and he's laying face down. He passed out, and he's like wolves are like all around him, and he's just like oh it's okay, guys, don't worry about it, it's not a problem. And the wolves are like <laughs> like chewing on his arm and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. What I mean, he's just like so happy. Yeah, he's such an and that was like a funny part. And there would be moments. I would say there was a couple of funny set pieces. Because the movie okay. was really kind of like, you know, Christmas Vacation. It was a set of, you know, this yeah. thing and yep. this thing and this thing. And they have the the part with the Christmas lights and they have the part with the, you know, the, the sledding and, and they have the part with the tree chopping. Yeah. And it's like they literally were mixing the beats, but yeah. following almost like the same beat for beat structure as Christmas Vacation. Um, ridiculously enough, this sounds stupid, but where the movie really, really fell off the rails more for me was in the end. Okay. Um, 
it it survived the the drama, the tension of the film survived on the basis that people are just not able to work out their differences. Oh, really? And discuss what their problems were. So gotcha. instead of like just going to a person saying like I have a problem with X, they just go blah blah. I mean. And you kind of expect that, yeah. You know, they've got to manipulate the circumstances, I guess, um, a little bit. But so, yeah. I mean, it was all right. There was what I would say about the film is that if you want a film where you can kind of zone out, um, you can get a couple chuckles in here and there. I think the scenes with John Lithgow were my favorite. There was a <laughs> there's another funny part with like a snowball fight, okay, with him, which just just ridiculous. I'll tell you once we're not recording. Yeah. Will Ferrell was a bit draggy again because I think that whole man boy child thing is kind of played out. And, um, but yeah, the only other thing, and this kind of took it from like maybe like a C plus rank to lower, um, was Scarlett Estevez's character, the little girl. Okay. Um, and we've talked about this. I really don't like it when kids are young and they embrace this idea of them being like adult like. They give them like a dialogue that's not something kids would talk about. Right. And their yeah. their mindsets, it's like it just shows poor writing most of the time no, on I the gotcha. age of like on the aspect of an adult writing for a kid. Yeah. And she was that. She was this embracing of this little kid that's trying to act like an adult and doing things that are pretty horrible for a kid to do. Sure. And getting away with those and their the stories embracing it. And a couple times it was like kind of funny. Uh, but for the most part, it really did not enjoy that element, and that that took it down a notch. Gotcha. Took it down a notch, Scotty. For it took Joel. it down. Yeah. What, what did it take it down to? So I'm giving this one a 71. Okay. So All just right. it's it's actually close to where. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Uh, murder, murder, murder was for me. So neither was like awful. Yeah. But they're just going to be films that kind of like okay, moving on. That's okay. what Hollywood's yeah. doing right now. They're making these kinds of films. Yeah. 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 So I gotcha. All right. Any. Thoughts? No, I, 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 it's kind of what I imagined it to be. Yeah. Um, I will say though, it did look funnier than I thought the first one looked. The yeah. trailers painted it to be funnier. All the stuff. Yeah. When I, they're meeting their dads at the airport, that whole scene I thought was kind of funny. Um, what they spoiled that in the trailer for me? Yeah. Because that probably would have been a lot funnier if they yeah, didn't spoil in the trailer. That's true. Um, you do get to hear John Cena sing. Spoilers. Hey, so John Cena. If you ever wanted to know if he's a good singer spoiler he's yep. not okay then you know I check gotcha. out the movie yeah. <laughs> so there you go well that's all i got all right so we'll go ahead and sign things off today uh again some reminders at the end some ways to get connected to the podcast you've got our website which is realreviewmedia.com you've got our facebook which is facebook.com slash real review media yep. we've also got our instagram and our twitter which are both at real review media and then we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on these films Anything else we haven't talked about, maybe some news or things that are going on yeah. uh, for you in the world of film and cinema, uh, shoot that to us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Do it. Awesome. Anything else, Matt, for no, us? No, that's it. All right. Well, then, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>